Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. We're glad that you've tuned in. A few things we wanted to tell you at the beginning of the show, and that's this podcast was created to be a tool to help you, primarily to discover and grow your EQ. Science and our own lived experiences confirm that the better we are at managing our emotions, the better we're going to be at making decisions, which leads to a better life. And that's something we all want. We're glad that you've taken out the time today to listen and hope that something that you hear will lead to a breakthrough. Hey, one last thing. We'd really appreciate a review on whichever platform you use to listen. And if you want to, leave some comments about what you heard today, as well as follow and subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode as we continue this journey. And with that, the show begins. Hello, everybody. This is Eric Pennington, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. Life is a journey. Spirit of EQ helps shape and guide the road ahead for individuals, leaders, teams, and organizations striving to realize their full potential through emotional intelligence. Spirit of EQ is a coaching and consulting company that assists individuals and businesses to reach their full potential by developing emotional intelligence. In business, managers and leaders recognize the value of training to develop leadership skills. What they may not realize is that those skills are far more effective when they pay attention to not only performance, but also to people. Emotional intelligence is a crucial skill because people drive performance and emotions drive people. After this podcast, listen for a special opportunity to learn more. Today's show is going to be on a case study around EQ. We have a very special guest today, Matt Vave. And as always, we have Jeff East joining us. So I'll turn it to you, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing good. Great. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing very well. Okay. You want to let our listeners know where you're coming from and maybe a little bit of background of you and your company and, um, you know, why you got interested in emotional intelligence. So I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, not originally, but I've been out here 38 years and um, I have a pest control business. And for a long time, I've been trying to figure out a way to get involved and help make the world a better place. I, you know, I've joined optimist clubs and, and a lot of different things that just didn't really do what I needed. And in reading about EQ, and I've been hearing about it from Jim Vey for a long time, I started seeing this as a really good path for me to try to give back to society. The the case study we're going to talk about in a few minutes, uh, that came from some training you had in New York. Is that correct? That is correct. I went through a practitioner training in New York. And one of the things you have to do uh, to get certified is to do a project that involves brain profiles. And so I saw a good opportunity to do that with my business and with my employees. Uh, we had some really good results. Brain profiles are a form of one of the assessment tools. Uh, do you want to just describe the brain profiles and the dashboard and things like that real briefly? Well, there's three different brain profiles, and they give you different um, ideas of what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and some ideas of even things you can do to try to work on your weaknesses and become more balanced. Um, I also did a dashboard, as you mentioned, with my employees 
and I included myself on that to try to get an idea of how the business team worked together and uh, some strengths and weaknesses. And You had everyone take the assessment, uh, which is about 70-some questions, correct? 72, I believe. I never can remember the right number. Right. And, and Marianne and I had just taken it, uh, you know, within the month before that for our training. And then we took it again for this. And um, it was interesting to see some differences uh, between those two tests, between the two assessments. Okay. Do you think that difference came because of the training and, and mindset maybe? I Actually, when I got back from training, I had to dive into an extreme data situation with my business converting from one software to another. And so I was extremely focused on that for quite a while. And I think um, that really showed up in the results. Um, and then I've taken it again because I'm going through another training now with Yoshimi for assessor training. And um, so I've taken it again, and I'm back to where I was before New York. Good. That that just illustrates the point that emotional intelligence is not static. It can... Uh... Not static, and it's really a snapshot in time. Exactly. So, Matt, I have a question for you. Sure. What was maybe the most compelling thing that came out uh, from the profiles for you as an individual, but then also maybe even if you think about your team uh, at your company? So for a long time, uh, my son's been working for me for five years, and there's a lot of disconnect between the way we communicate. And so what this really helped me see was how his brain works and what he needs to function and and what he looks for to make it through the day and to and to create decisions and so it's really helped me communicate with him that's a big part of it and then i've also used that with uh, another employee who has a completely different brain style than my son as to what he needs to make it through a given day and and you know service our customers in the way we need to and that kind of thing and so then it also showed us a weakness of the group and so we discussed that uh, what we discovered was uh, that health was our main weakness, and so there's a lot. There's a lot of parts of health, of course. There's, you know, there's spiritual, there's mental, there's physical. There's another one, but I'm forgetting it. I apologize for that. Um, and so, one of the things that came out is the guys would like to work out more. And so, what I did as a business is I bought a gym membership for everybody, and so I'm paying for that on a monthly basis. So that was a direct result from our project and from the dashboard. Matt, you, so yes. you you all shared your brain styles with each other, so everybody could see what the other person, how their yeah, brain I didn't worked. Do it, I did not do it individually. I wanted everybody to have a feeling and to see that everybody is different. Okay. And how did your team take that? Well, my... Um, not my son, although he said that we should do this more often, this kind of thing. But my the employee that I uh, did it with, because I also did it with my wife and myself, the employee texted me later and said that was one of the best days he's had. And Because we spent about six hours doing all this stuff. Did you have any of the, um, for lack of a better way of saying it, Matt, any naysayers, anybody who is a little fearful of doing these assessments? Well, I think part of the reason they didn't is I was paying them. <laughs> the <time>. um, <clears throat> so they just thought, whatever, you know, we paid. So oh, everybody was so positive afterwards. It was just um, showed me that it was a very effective tool. And everybody is always curious about themselves. And if you put it correctly, they're interested in learning how to make themselves better. 
you know, if you put it in the negative way and tell them that they're messed up, for example, then they're going to just put up a barrier and fight you. But if you just say these are some strengths and these strengths can help these uh, imbalances and that kind of thing, then they accept it much easier. Uh, I know we're going to go through a number of the things that you guys uh, went through, but one question that leaps out in my mind is what kind of impact do you think this will have on your customers? Well, one of our goals is to make the customer feel like they're important. And so to do that, you need to get past your own feelings of inadequacy, of anger, or whatever's going on through your day. When you walk up to that customer's house, you need to be able to release that and really focus on the customer. And I think um, everybody's understanding that there are different ways of doing things, different brain styles that they can actually embrace each customer easier than they were able to before. And we're not done. Uh, you know, I'm going to try to do this once a quarter with the guys and just try to see if it eventually just evolves into something even better. And then Jeff, I know has a, has a question for you as well. When you just mentioned that when you look at, you know, cause a number of organizations, when they do this type of work, um, they, they understand sort of the intrinsic value, but I guess where I'm going as well is, is there, something where you feel like you'll be able to measure and see a, an uptick in, in profitability, right? Uh, growing the business, yes, that type of thing. That's definitely a part of the goal. You know, maybe uh, tighten up schedules a little bit because uh, they're able to get through things quicker because they understand more. They understand their own motivations a little better. By me understanding their motivations, I can make things work better for them. Like one of my guys is extremely data-oriented. And if he doesn't have the data, he kind of shuts down. And so my goal is uh, for what he's doing for the day is to make sure for each job he does through that day, he has all the information he needs ahead of time. That is so important when you start adapting what you're doing to fit the other person, and especially in your case, since they know that you're doing that, that'll uh, give them a little more buy-in, I think. The, the question that I wanted to ask is you did use one of the uh, – are three of the steps, engage, activate, and reflect. Could you uh, just kind of describe those briefly? Engage is to bring up something that reaches the people you're talking to, right? So you engage them by making it interesting. Okay. And so we, we would use an example that they both found interesting or that all four of us found interesting and talk about it. And then we would activate by doing a different... Okay, so EQ learning is a lot about hands-on activities and games and cards and different kinds of and charts and different kinds of things that everybody has a piece in doing. And so we did a number of activities during that day that really got them looking at how everybody's brain functions differently. And then the reflect? Okay, so in reflect, we um, took a lunch break after doing all these activities and um, had them look back. We sat for a while and just thought and looking within. And then we discussed everything that they've been through for the day. And then I also had them look at the last six months because I also had them do that before they took the assessment. And then um, we discussed how that affected them and how they see that this kind of um, tool can help them become more balanced. You mentioned that each person presented a work issue without you asking. Uh, how, how did that come about, or, or 
Why do you think they did that? That actually was one of their activities. It wasn't without asking anything. One of the cards we have is Think, Feel, Act. Okay. It's a set of cards that you can buy, and it has situations that you can put out as one card, and then you have how you think about it, how you feel about it, and then your reactions to it. And so they were able to put together a scenario, and one of the guys had one where his reaction was perfect. I mean, he did exactly what was important for that customer to retain customers and make that customer feel good. But inside he was feeling awful and he just felt like I can't keep doing this because they were so bad to me. I didn't feel good about it, but the situation worked out well with the customer. But what I talked to him about is, you know, his pausing. There's this thing called the six second pause where if you pause before you react, then you can actually think about it and get that chemical reaction out of your brain and come up with a much better solution than just reacting off the cuff. And so we, we talked about that with him. What he did was perfect. It's just how he felt about it. It wasn't good. Matt, I was going to ask you something as it relates to the reflect thing. Um, and I know when you embark on projects of this nature or endeavors, um, it's a lot of information. It's a lot of analyzation and that kind of thing. Um, do you think it's important for whether it be your employees or employees of maybe a listener uh, for them to have regular intervals to reflect and so that a lot of this can sink into behavior? Are you talking about like throughout a project or throughout a session? Or do you mean doing it every couple of weeks or every month? Or what do you mean? Exactly? Yeah, actually that future forward, like that every couple of weeks, every month type thing. I think it's extremely important to keep the process going because what do human beings tend to do? They tend to lapse, right? Mm -hmm. You tend to fall back into what's comfortable. And you've been dealing for, in my case, I've been developing procedures and processes and how to deal with things for 62 years. And so in order for me to become better at this, I have to practice it all the time. And so, yeah, I think um, we're almost to the point where we're going to do another project. Um, just have to, have the timing work out with employees and work and all that kind of stuff. Matt, I've got a question for you as a business owner. Going sure. into this, did you have any fears or hesitations about digging this deeply with your employee, including yourself? Not at all. Um, I don't have a problem being introspective. I don't didn't have a problem digging deeper with my employees because I saw only positive results could come from it you know one of the things you can possibly find out is maybe one of your employees is not a good fit for the rest of the team so that's positive as well um, so I wasn't nervous at all I was just excited to start the process if you could talk to another business owner what would you tell them going into this project as a business owner you need to do this and you need to do it regularly yeah I'm very we're very jazzed about it that's why we've actually Started another training, both my wife and I. It's really awesome, too, to be able to do it with your partner. It's an amazing experience because we bounce things back and forth off each other all the time. And so we've started another certification that's going on currently, and we have another one coming up in June. So we're definitely taking this forward. Okay. So, Matt, I, I've got to ask you, you know, you mentioned your wife, and um, I, I'm always intrigued on that side because, you know, I've, I've been married for 27 years, so it, it's always interesting to learn more and more. 
what were some of the things that leaped out for you, if you care to share, uh, that came out from it by you guys going through it together? As far as the dashboard, I didn't really see anything that would kind of point at our relationship. We're both what's called an inventor, and um, that gets pretty deep as to you know explaining what that means exactly. But it ended up being that we're both very similar in the way we look at things. But there are differences, and there's things that she needs that I, through my whole life, have thought, that's just not important. As an example, one of the things she needs is she needs to go th- through things step by step. I tend to go, if there's 20 steps, I tend to go 1, 5, 9, 13, I got 20, I'm done. And she <laughs> likes to look at she likes to look at every single step, and she'll even go from 5 back to 4, and then start going back forward again, and that makes me crazy. <laughs> so I have to um, obviously look at that and realize that's important to her, and that I have to respect that. I think all of us can relate to that thing. And that's that- great. And that's the idea of, of this whole process that you're going through is to, to do that on different levels with different people in your life, whether it's your spouse or your, your work, uh, people, just to be able to understand how they work and also understand how yourself works. That's always the starting point. And I'd like to say that I've got it all under control, you know, cause I've been doing this for a few months already, but I have what I, I am getting better at is realizing when I do something incorrectly and it's usually right afterwards and realize if I had done this, I could have done that much better. And so I think that's one of the next steps in getting myself to a better place. Okay. It's, it sounds like you're doing that engage, activate, reflect more and more in your life. And that just takes practice. I don't always work that well that way either. Yeah. I mean, even, um, even the big guys out in California doing this, um, you know, they fail every now and then, too. So we're human, and the only thing we can do is realize that we've done it, and then um, if you need to, you apologize, you work on being better the next time, that kind of thing. I, I would like to say one thing. The the certification that for this project and also for the next certification is through Six Seconds, which is the company that Spirit of EQ works with, and they just provide amazingly good products and training metric products yes they're just very very good with that and uh yeah you, when you go through it i know when i did it does change your life doesn't it matt it definitely does i mean it's to the point where now my goal right at the moment is to really ease myself out of my business currently um getting it to a point where my son can take it over and then i can just focus on eq i understand how that process works <laughs> well i thank you very much just for our listeners, if you have any questions or, or suggestions or comments, please contact me at jeff at spiritofeq.com. Uh, you can also find that on our website. And if you have any questions for Matt, you can uh, send them through me, and I'll make sure he gets them. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care, Matt. Thanks for subscribing and listening to the Spirit of EQ podcast with Jeff East and Eric Pennington. Spirit of EQ is a preferred partner of Six Seconds, the Emotional Intelligence Network. Six Seconds is a nonprofit organization researching what works in emotional intelligence. Best practices are shared through methods and tools that are global, scientific, and transformational. To find out more about Spirit of EQ or to request a speaker, go to spiritofeq.com. Our contact information is in the podcast show notes as well. 
And now for our special offer. Hi, this is Jeff again. I just want to let everybody know that if you have any questions or want more information about anything we've talked about, just send me a quick email. And my email is jeff at spiritofeq.com, and I'll get right back with you. Thanks. Circle270media.com Hi, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ. I'm not introducing a new episode today. I'm here to tell you some things that might help you. Jeff, you're with me as always. So how do people get in touch with us? Well, the best way is just send us an email at info at spiritofeq.com. That's awesome. Jeff, I was also thinking about reviews, and I'm notoriously bad at asking for them. So reviews on all of the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, you think that'd be good? I think that would be great because, one, that will help us learn how to make better ones. And it's always good for us. So to we're, hear. we're not the perfect podcast host. We're close. Okay, all but, right, but, but not, still, not totally. We want perfect. your feedback. We want your feedback. But it it also might uh, let us know a new subject. Hey, we need to dig deeper into that. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Cool. We really appreciate that. As always, too, there is social media: LinkedIn, Facebook, and we also have a YouTube channel. Those also have mechanisms or or options for you to be able to leave a comment, a like, or those kind of things. Just want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us. Right, Jeff? Right. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Once again, we really appreciate you tuning in today. One of the things that Jeff and I want to bring to your attention as well is that when we created this podcast, it was not intended to take the place of a clinician. In other words, if you find yourself in a place where there's something deeper going on or something that you cannot solve on your own, we do recommend that you reach out to a clinician of some sort. This podcast is purely opinion-based, and it is rooted in the desire to help you along your path in whatever way we can. However, it is never going to replace, nor should it ever be looked at as a replacement for clinical help in any way. Thanks again for tuning in.